Hello everyone and welcome to Real Talk with Gym Cat Fitness. Thank you so much for joining and listening to my podcast. In today's episode, I will be talking about cardio and how much is too much, what kinds of cardio do we have and how to do it. So there are a lot of different types of cardio and by definition, anything that lifts your heart rate up can be referred to as cardio training. So let's get started with the first topic, HIIT versus moderate intensity cardio. HIIT is high intensity interval training and we know from the numerous studies that um, HIIT is superior in terms of fat loss to other forms of cardio. It allows you to achieve greater fat loss in a shorter period of time. Now, when it comes to real life, there are several issues with HIIT. The problem number one is that most people do not know how to do HIIT appropriately and they end up simply doing intervals. And of course, interval training is not the same as high intensity interval training. HIIT implies that you're putting all out effort. For example, you're sprinting on track, you're biking, or uh, let's say you're doing battle ropes intervals. So you're doing all those over the top things. You literally have to reach a point of failure followed by a complete recovery in order for it to be considered heat training. Most people will stop very far short of achieving true failure. Problem number two with HIT is that it's very taxing on the system and it can be very difficult to do when you're in a deficit calories. Because it takes so much out of you, it can affect your strength training. Of course, needless to say, your strength training should take a priority over cardio because cardio is just a supplemental way of burning your calories, not the main driver of the change in your body composition. And I have to say that I used to be very cautious of moderate intensity cardio or even low intensity cardio, but as the time goes, the more experience I have with my clients and with my own training, my recommendations do change. For example, I started my current prep with some moderate intensity intervals, something that I would never have done before. And now that I'm almost eight weeks into my prep, I'm adding some heat into the mix and I see very nice favorable results that I haven't seen before. So it really comes down to what works best for you and it all depends on what kind of goal you're trying to achieve. Moving on to the second never-ending debate on today's topic is fasted versus non-fasted cardio. And according to the research, we know that there is no difference in fat loss between fasted and non-fasted cardio sessions. Now, when you read the research paper, it's important to understand the difference between fat oxidation and fat loss because those two things are not the same. Yes, fat oxidation is a lot higher in a fasted state cardio, but in a long run, it does not lead to the greater fat loss. And that's a big point here. So it really comes down to a personal preference again. If you work out early in the morning, for example, let's say 4 a.m., um, of course, eating before 
workout may be problematic. Some people do have weaker stomachs and they cannot eat right before cardio or cannot even take a protein shake. There is an option, however, of fast carbohydrate powders mixed with BCAA. That's usually relatively easy on the stomach and should not present any issues. If you can tolerate whey protein isolate or hydra isolate, that's even better. And of course, never try to do HIIT in a fasted state. That's just not going to work. Last point I wanted to talk about is how much cardio you should be doing. And again, it all depends on your goal and your body. When we train for physique, such as bodybuilding show, for example, we should do just enough cardio to facilitate fat loss without compromising training performance. Now, towards the end of your fat loss goals, towards your stage day, of course, um, everything will become harder regardless. You will have low energy, your performance will, will suffer, but we want to stay in this quote-unquote comfortable zone as long as possible. So how much really depends on the person. For example, I have a female client who competes in pro bikini shows and we don't do any cardio with her at all. She is just one of those people who leans out super easy. So we just decrease her calories just a little bit and we increase the intensity of her weightlifting sessions and she leans out super fast. Now, before you get jealous of this awesome option or outcome, let me say that people who tend to lean out easier or faster tend to have a problem with muscle gain. And I do see this problem with this particular client. So there's always a trade-off. There's always a price. If you lean out faster or easier, you most likely have problem with uh, muscle gain and vice versa. If you tend to easily gain the muscle, you most likely gain body fat just as easily and it's harder for you to um, lose body fat. On the other hand, if you have a good endurance, you are endurance athlete, for example, or you have been doing some cardio off season, you probably will need a higher amount of cardio in order to get stage lean simply because your body is adapting. So this is where the principle of efficiency comes in. The more cardio you do, the more efficient you become and the less calories you spend to perform a given task. So progressively, you need to do more to see more results. Again, it's all individual and based on what works best for you. And the last thing I wanted to touch base on is common mistakes or things we should not be doing when it comes to cardio. So number one, you should not maintain your weight off season with the help of cardio. What I mean by that is that cardio is a tool for a caloric deficit, to maintain a caloric deficit. It's not a weight management tool. So if you do cardio for health benefits or just to build a base for the prep, it's one thing. But if you use cardio as a correction tool for overeating, for example, it's definitely a recipe for disaster. First of all, it demonstrates the wrong relationship with food. And second is 
you're setting yourself up for um, failure when the time comes and you need to lose body fat or get stage lean. That being said, starting your diet with a ton of cardio is also a very bad idea. At some point, you will adapt and you will be out of ways of facilitating further progress. So, for example, if you have been doing zero cardio in off season, and then you start, um, and then you start your diet with one hour of cardio a day, this is a horrible idea. Cardio can be added at the beginning of a prep, but in very small amounts. For example, yes, I added a cardio from the first week of my prep this time, but it was 20 minutes a day, three times a week. So I went from zero to 60 minutes per week. Again, how little or how much cardio you should be doing at the very beginning depends on each person and um, depends on where you're starting. And last point I wanted to mention is do not compare yourself to other people. Some people, as I said earlier, will need uh, more cardio to lean out and some people will need less. There is really no right or wrong. So it, everyone responds differently. And um, there will be people who can get away with eating more and doing less. And there will be some majority, I would say, that will have to eat less, diet harder, doing more in terms of cardio and higher intensity during weightlifting to achieve the same amount of or the same stage of leanness. So it's always important to understand your body and remember that everyone is different. Well, that will be it for today on this scary topic of cardio. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, upvote, and follow me on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and of course my website, gymcatfitness.com. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon, guys.